Welcome to the Healthy and Wealthy and Wise podcast with global sales trainer and professional speaker, Lois Kofi. Each week, it is her goal to share inspiration and education for you to be, do, have the best health and wealth and wisdom for your life. Well, all right, all right, all right. Happy Friday, my healthy and wealthy and wise friends and community. And I know we're streaming live in another special community, Surviving Entrepreneurship. Super excited to have an even bigger audience today because we have an amazing guest, Michelle Mercier, and we're going to talk with her in just a moment. Just want to remind you guys the purpose of this show every Friday. And then by Monday, you can find us in iTunes, iHeartRadio, on YouTube. And of course, if you're in my email list and you, you go to my podcast landing page at healthyandwealthyandwise.com, you can get it immediately and not have to wait for the replay. But if you're joining us today, please comment below. Hashtag live. Where are you tuning in from? If you're on the replay, hashtag replay. We'd love to also know where you're from, our, our great listeners. And if you really see value in this show today, which it's a no-brainer, you will, <laughs> go ahead and hit the share button. The other cool thing is if you stay during the live and you ask questions of our amazing guest, because she's got tons of knowledge to give today, you guys, you're going to want to stay around and engage and ask questions. And I'll even throw your comments up on the screen and you'll get some fame and notoriety as well as get to um, engage with our guests, which I think is is amazing. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest today. She and I go way back, like I said the other day, to 2020. <laughs> One of my was way back. I know, I know. We've all aged 10 years in the last year. Um, but she is Michelle Mary. A business strategy coach. She was a top 10 ranked podcaster nationwide. And then of course, in the top 100 globally, uh, you can go to createhonesty.com. Um, I'll throw that up on the slide here and put it in the show notes. So you can go and, and find out more about her amazing podcast and her business. And what's really cool about her is she's led international teams like PayPal Europe. So like this lady, she knows her stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and, and turn it over to you, Michelle. I'd love for you to tell our Healthy and Wealthy and Wise community your story and how you got to be where you are today. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know first off, first thank, off you thank you so much so for much having me. me. Um, uh, I, just love, I just love, I love chatting with you in general, but this is even a better privilege. And hello to both communities. That's even better. Um, so I think my background is really interesting. We were just speaking about this, but I came out of college with a theater and music teacher, like way, way back, like 10 years ago. So, you know, and the thing about that is number one, it comes in really handy for hosting a podcast, but number two, you know, I came out and I had to hustle right out of the gate. I had to prove myself. I had to really get clear on, you know, what we are doing regarding sales and putting yourself that. So, you know, so from there, from I, there I, determined I like to make money, to make money eat, and live. And live. So, I went and got a master's degree in managing nonprofits, more of like the business side. So, everything from fundraising to marketing to, I don't know, you name it, I've done it. And then from there, I jumped into the tech world because why not? <laughs> and I ended up, you know, running pretty substantial teams. Like I said, PayPal Europe was one of the ones that I was ahead on, um, mainly for email marketing, but on the operations side. So that place where people, process, and technology 
they intersect is my my sweet spot, which is where the business strategist comes from. But you know, I did that for almost a decade, and then you know, my company was bought and sold. I went through I think at least like five, six, seven rounds of layoffs. You know, people were just getting really desperate, you know, because they're fighting for their livelihood. It was a it was an interesting environment. And when I went out on maternity leave with my second one. Um, I was actually the person who was in charge of outsourcing um, in the timelines around that. So I unfortunately knew when people were going to be there or no longer going to be there. And it was kind of, you know, for lack of a better phrase, soul-sucking at a level. Um, you know, and then my second son was born. And just to give you some some background, my first son had some pretty severe medical issues, like mm-hmm. aspirating liquids into his lungs, seizures, you know, crazy shit. You know, and here I was... When, when all of it first started running, you know, this crazy team, I was on a plane to Europe, I was on a plane to the West Coast, I was working, I started, I'm on the East Coast and EST time, and I would start in the office at 5.30 in the morning, finish up when APAC came on at like 8 p.m., you know, and it just, that was not a very, you know, healthy, wealthy or wise, maybe wealthy, kind of, I'm not definitely not a healthy or wise decision to be, to be doing that, and you know, so I already had one pretty medically complicated kid and a crazy ass schedule. And then my second one walked in and he was basically kind of hold my beer to my other one. He came in with heart issues, swallowing issues, turning blue, immune compromise, like his immune system compromised, you know. So I first spent my maternity leave essentially kind of getting him medically stable while juggling my other ones, like just consistent needs, you know, on that end too. So, and I had severe postpartum, which is not, not to be messed with. So when it came time to go back, you know, I, I, I was so excited, right? I was really excited just for that semblance of normalcy. Um, but my entire kind of unit was outsourced because in, in my head, I knew that was coming, right? I was in charge of it before I left. So, so my job got next. Um, so, you know, and I always refer to that as kind of my, my floor moment because, in that moment when I got the call, you know, I could deal with hospital visits. I could deal with all that stuff. I couldn't deal with like my my identity was so wrapped up in my job that I couldn't deal with that kind of, right? So I had a choice at that moment and I could have stepped back into like a six figure, same type of job, you know, or I could get honest with myself, which you know, Lois knows my, my company is called Create Honesty on Paper because mm-hmm. I never want to get that far away from, I didn't recognize myself in those moments. So, you know, <laughs> I w- moved forward. I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I, I had kind of morphed into all these things. Like I said, theater major, nonprofit person, tech lead, like all this crazy stuff. And I didn't know myself. So I started just embarking on all these these different things. I did everything from selling at movie theaters for documentaries to self-help workshops. But the whole time I've been coaching women for their businesses. Right, because mm-hmm. I have a really background. So, hence for the business strategy coach and consulting comes in, and now I get to do that all the time. You know, both my kids are knock on wood healthy, and we came out of that phase of life, and I built my resilience muscles like it's nobody's business. And launched a podcast on resilience, and now it's just my mission to make people feel like a little bit less alone in this really super messy world, and then grow their businesses so they can architect their lives. So that is my, me in a nutshell, I would say, kind of a big one. But 
Wow. Being a mom myself and having two kids, I remember what it was like uh, after the second one and, and the identity thing with your career. And, oh my gosh, I can relate. And I think so many parents out there can, um, cause yeah, even the label mom and wife or partner and all of those yeah. things, they're, they're like so, so heavy inside of the yeah. brain. How did you keep moving? And I know resilience is something we want to talk about today. So I don't know if you have like your three best tips for how you kept moving your foot forward. And instead of going the safe direction, which it sounds like it could have been easy to go back to another six figure situation, which like you said, was compromising your, your health and your wisdom maybe, but you know, that that would have been easy and safe. It sounds like, but you chose the more challenging entrepreneur path. And I know a lot of people in 2020, they may have lost jobs, they lost their health, their wealth, their mind. How does someone build that resilience muscle to keep going and doing what's best for them? Yeah, I mean, I think for me personally, in that moment, in that in that choice, and a lot of people say, well, it was it a choice that you made over weeks? No, it was literally like on the floor in that moment, like instant choice for me, which is really kind of odd, because that's not usually how I process things. Um, but I think in regards to kind of making that transition, it was something I remember saying to my husband, like, I would rather be broke. <laughs> I would, and I meant it, like, I would rather be, you know, completely broke and stuff like that, than go back to that older version of myself that I didn't, I didn't care for. And I think on some level, we know, we know, we may avoid the situation that we're in, but we know when we don't like where we are, right? So, and in terms of resilience, you know, one, I'm really blessed to have a partner who, you know, we laugh a lot. We laugh like probably inappropriate things sometimes too, right? Um, but, you know, in regards to that, the one thing I was telling my coaching group earlier this thing was, you know, you hear that quote when you're going through hell, keep going. And I don't necessarily agree all the time. I think, you know, from a resilience perspective, sometimes when you're going through hell, you got to stop. You got to stop and think. And, you know, so I think that as well as we were very conscious to infuse joy mm. in our lives. You know, we could have easily let a lot of the bad things define us as many of us do. And my husband and I made a conscious decision to say, this is not, this is not where our story ends because this is just a small chapter in a much bigger book. And we didn't want to do that to our kids either. Like imagine that you're like five and you're defined by that shitty stuff. Like, no, none of us want to be that. Um, so I would say anybody out there who's looking from a resilience perspective, you know, think about how you want to be defined, you know, and also remember, failure is a point in time in another person too. That's helpful as well. Wow. Yeah. That reminds me of Zig Ziglar. Failure is an event. It's not you. Exactly. It doesn't define you. And I know I can relate to that having started over like, I don't know, 500 yeah. times seems like we, we have similar backgrounds. I went to broadcast and all of that kind of fun stuff. And, you know, most yeah. people, right. They go to college, but do they really use their degree? And, you know, they then all of a sudden you're an entrepreneur. They don't teach you entrepreneurship. I mean, not the way that we as coaches teach right now, because there's mm -hmm. so much to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. You you talked, uh, we shared this on Tuesday in the, the teaser episode about how 
to create your life, create your day and uh, doing like strategy. Can you give an example of, and obviously you don't need to share a client's name or anything like that, but can you give an example or a testimonial of how you help structure the strategy and architect um, people's businesses, especially if yeah. they came from the corporate world? Yeah, I mean, I have one client in particular that I'm thinking about who, when she came to me, you know, she was coming out of an office where she was one of many, right? Um, she was in the real estate industry. She was in an office where like, yeah, she was going out and getting her own business, but it was under everybody else's terms, right? So when she came out, she was, she was sitting there and she's like, you know, the way that she was doing business wasn't genuine to her, right? It didn't feel good to her. So when I when we first started working together, you know, we sat down and we I literally do you know what would be called um, an, a current ideal state analysis. You know, the corporate world, you hear that. You know, you look at the current state, you do a full assessment of that. I mean, when I sit down with clients, I'm like, when your eyes open in the morning, is your first thought like, let's get after this, or is it like, fuck this? Like, which one is that, <laughs> right? And if it if it is not the yay one, then you know, how can we change that? But that coupled with your business, because, you know, you and I both know, both of our communities know that those things don't like, just exist in separate little boxes. Your life isn't neatly here and your job isn't neatly here. So I worked a lot with her on what does your ideal day look like? How do you want to show up in this world? What do you want the personality of your business to be, you know, approachable, you know, not necessarily rigid as, as the thing that she came out with? And you know, within the first year, she basically doubled her her income and her revenue, right? Because she stepped into what she felt was authentic, right? Like she felt good about showing up and didn't mm -hmm. feel like she was trying to jam herself in. That's awesome. I love it. Authentic is a big word for me. Um, yeah. I learned last year I wasn't coming from an authentic place and that impacts your income. It does. Right? It does. And I, um, launching the podcast made a huge difference for me as I know it, it did you. Um, yeah, and that's, I love we talk about the ideal day. Um, cause I, I do a lot with the 12 week year and, and ideal work week. And I know part of, for people to not work 24 seven, right. We have a dream for yeah. people to create their day. Jim Rohn said, are you here to make a living or are you yeah. here to design a life for yourself. So I'd like us to, to transition into the wealth conversation of creating an architecture within your business of, you know, multiple streams of income or having that plan A, B, C, D, E that we were right. talking about on Tuesday. Yeah. So yeah. what are you finding for your clients now? Because obviously it's it's one thing to create your ideal day for your life, family and, and work, but then how are they adding in the additional stream of, of revenue. Yeah, so I mean, just to, just to give you an example of one of the, the activities that I just ran with a group recently was, you know, I feel like some have, people tend to have this definition of how they need to make money, right? And it's like this finite, like, if I'm a coach, I will only coach this way and I will do this, this, and this. And they keep themselves in a box. So one of the first things I do for folks and I as I have them do a revenue brain dump, you know, you set that timer for 10 minutes and you open up on that piece of paper, any way that you can make money. Like, I don't care what it is. Like, it doesn't, because I want you to come out of, up and out of that box, right? Mm -hmm. Of like staying safe and staying in. 
So then, you know, you can look at it and then whittle it down and say, okay, and pick pick your top four out of that that are going to lead to your ultimate revenue goal for that year and mm-hmm. put them in play. Make Turn those top four revenue generators into smart goals and make it happen, mm-hmm. right? But awesome. in them, I think what that also allows you is to have the backup, right? Because as we saw in 2020, shit hits the fan and you got to pivot, you have an entire <laughs> list and inventory you can go back to. Right, or you can add if you have more bandwidth. I love that. Yeah, I'm just that's curious. Bring people through, huh? That's awesome. I'm I'm just curious. Why is there a reason why you pick four, or is that just a there's an arbitrary number? I think and there's no reason. Yeah, I mean, I tend to do, you know, a little bit more mono focus. I mean, because believe me, I'm a big fan of doing like 50 million things at once, but then people lose focus, right? So you know, I tend to do okay. Here's your revenue goal for each quarter, right? Here's your major revenue driver and then the tactics that go into it. And some of those may have some sub goals, but then I also will align people with um, visibility goals as well. So, you know, it's not just like, here's the one little thing you're doing. It's this kind of um, pyramid of things that you're doing as well. And then doing it quarter by quarter so that you can actually pivot in a proactive manner. Yeah, building, building your tribe, having a structure, having a plan. Hey, Jackie, she's live. Hopefully driving safely on her way to Mankato. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, and I know we talked about one of my favorites and one of your focuses for 2021 is to have uh, affiliate income. And that's something that, you know, folks, it, it's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not, it's not invasive. It's not time sucky. It's not consuming, yeah, exactly. um, especially if you guys are building a tribe, whether it's through Facebook um, podcast. Um, mm-hmm. How are you? What is? Uh, what are your some of your affiliate focuses this year? So we can give our listeners some ideas on how that can help them build wealth. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I'm auditing my life and where I do business, and how I do business, and where I'm taking in educational resources and you know the things that work for me. You see, oftentimes, especially around the new year, like top ten gifts for entrepreneurs, top ten things to help you plan your goals, whatever. And I think. Sometimes you already have things that you can turn into affiliate deals and you just don't know it, you know? So for me, for example, like I get, um, you know, we both went through the podcast profit lab. Hello, like amazing. So that's kind of a no brainer to move that to an affiliate link, but also smaller things. Like I get a subscription box for entrepreneurs, affiliate link, you know, Amazon does a great thing where you can do wish link, wish list to affiliate, affiliate link, you know? So there's, there's different ways to go about it. And for me, one of my 2021 goals like I said, is to put more emphasis on that um, by building out like an affiliate hub. So that it's just second nature, that it's just there. So though you have something too like that, your resources, right? Yes, thank you. I'm just gonna have to selfishly yeah. put that up there. So if you, you guys, well, this is, um, she's talking about affiliate income. For those of you who don't know what that is, cause I didn't really do anything with it until 2020 myself. Um, being able to refer someone to a product or service like the PPL, the podcast profit lab, refer someone to it, you get paid a commission. Sometimes it's one time. Sometimes it can be residual. 
it just depends on the scenario. And so I've got about 15 to 20 affiliate things on this resources page and Michelle will be there soon. So you can find um, out and we're gonna talk about her free gift later today. But if there's a way you can systematize it so you make yeah. money while you sleep, right, Michelle, we're not trying to, and I, I don't wanna sound, um, I'm not putting this industry down, but like in network marketing and direct sales, oftentimes, it is a can be a time suck. It's a lot more time and energy. Yeah. You're you really are becoming a salesperson for another entire industry affiliate, though. Yeah. Like you said, the Amazon idea. You're good. Brilliant. I mean, it just, just like a yeah. Amazon. I mean, I see a lot of people put out like, here are my top ten books. Here's the the recommended reading I want to read. Put a freaking affiliate link behind that, guys. Like, it may not make you millions, but. It's just, again, you hear all the time people saying, I want passive income, passive income, passive income. Well, you don't get much more passive than affiliate links. And I think, um, you know, and it's to, to Lois's point, it's not a high level of effort either. You've already, like in our case, PPL, we already did it. We are, it's proof of concept, you know, so why not share that with people as well? So I think it's, you know, it's a perfect chance. Like I know you're starting your own affiliate. So if you guys love what you hear from Michelle this year, you can reach out to her and talk to her about that. It's essentially you're getting paid for your referrals, you know? So yeah. um, in some ways it's not that, it, it's different, but kind of similar to compare it to people. You know, you refer someone to a restaurant or a movie, you don't necessarily get paid unless you have like those punch cards, right? You get a free sandwich after the, the sixth right. one yeah. or whatever. But in this case, if you find ways to automate it, refer people to Michelle, refer people to me, I have an affiliate program too, you refer once and you can get paid, uh, we call it inbox money, right? Um, yeah. Where you're like, oh, yeah. I, got, Hello. I got paid. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So, so you talk about um, work-life uh, integration. I know what we were gonna close with that a little bit, but when you, for people who are still figuring it out, the entrepreneurship and the ideal day and juggling homeschooling. I can relate that. Yeah. I mean, right now yeah. that work life is, is so, so intertwined. I can't escape it. You know, you, you, yeah. you're a, a spiritual being having this human experience and you got to show up for your clients and you got to have your head screwed on straight. Right. And you're, you're on wealth building through another affiliate income or whatever you guys are looking for as your your next stream of income that's simple. Do you have any other advice on how how to to work through all of that? Yeah, I mean, so I used to run um, like self-worth workshops and people in like self-care and they'd be like, I have no time. And I'd be like, well, there's 24 hours in a day. You sleep for maybe six to eight of them. That's a lot of hours left over, right? And I think sometimes we get so anxious, we're so stressed out because of the the amount of pivoting that we do in one day, quite frankly, that, you know, we think that there's less time than there is, if that makes sense. Um, so, you know, be intentional, I think is my number one thing, because I think people, again, if everything's a priority, nothing's a priority. So pick three. That's it. Like pick three. For me, it's my health, my family, my, my business. You know, friends, like family, I mean, extended family, friends, they'll fall in there. But every week, every Sunday night, I sit down and I look at my schedule and I bump it up against those three. And if it doesn't align, it gets next. <laughs> so, you know, I think as well as looking at things holistically, 
because you have to, to your point, like what you just said, um, give yourself permission to look at it holistically and not in boxes and then plan holistically. My to-do list that I make on Sunday nights isn't just my business list, it's everything. I dump it all out into paper and I allocate it to windows of time. Um, and I also maintain somewhat of a flexibility within the framework. So I have a framework and an ideal thing, but if it doesn't go exactly right, it doesn't go exactly right. Because <laughs> that's impossible for children sometimes too. Um, and I don't beat myself up about it. I just learn a new way of doing it the next week. That's all. Yeah, taking stock and reflection. Um, I, I have a, a sheet, a document that has like my time structure for the day and what I'm focused, committed to giving myself grace. But at the end, I reflect on it without emotion and judgment, just logically speaking. Hey, yeah, I spent too much time on Facebook today. That was not, yeah. that didn't get me closer to my goals and dreams and objectives. Exactly. Exactly. Or to your point, my daughter had a dental emergency this week. So we were up half of one night and ended up needing to get her into the dentist the next day. And so I became caregiver. And so I, I, I had to move things around and, and okay. hey, people understand now more than ever, because everybody's in it with you. Yeah. You don't have to lie. Just say, I just rescheduled something today. And I said, Hey, my week went sideways because of this dental thing. It just, you talk about creating honesty, right? How many, oh, how many entrepreneurs right. out there are wearing a mask because they, they want to look perfect. Yeah. And that's exhausting guys. Like at some point, like that cracks, Right. You can wear that mask for so long, but it's going to crack and then the cracks are going to get bigger. So, I mean, that's another reason why my company is Create Honesty, because I don't want to do business with people who are got the mask. I don't want to have to put the mask on. Right. Like if, if my kids got sick I mean, the first couple of years of my business, I didn't have a choice. My kids get sick. My kids get sick. Like mm -hmm. sick meant like hospital usually. So I'm not going to apologize for that because that's real life. And everybody has that shit going on, pandemic or no. It's just some are better than better at hiding it. Yeah, that that old adage, "Never let them see you sweat." Oh my gosh, that's such Good such BS. I think a lot that's of us awesome. grew up with that. At least I know I did. Um, I know we shared uh, your createhonesty.com website, but I'd love for you to tell them um, any other places they can find you. And then, of course, tell them about their free gift. What do they win behind door number one? <laughs> I know, right? Um, I wish I had like sound effects and like visuals for that. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you can find me, like she said, createhonesty.com. Create Honesty is also my handle on Facebook, on Instagram. You can look up my name on LinkedIn. I would love to see you there. And obviously the podcast, The Resilient Entrepreneur is on all the places you find podcasts. And then I have a Facebook group. Hello, Facebook group, because I know we're live streaming there too. The Surviving Entrepreneurship Community that you can jump into. Um, can we talk free gift? Cool. Absolutely. I'll add all those links inside the show notes too. So just so you guys know, if you didn't get all that fast enough, I'll put it inside there. Yeah, cool. And then free gift. Um, so I created this wonderful document for you that is six tips to ultimate business success. And I did it short, sweet. They're in little boxes for you because I want you to hang it where you can see it. I want it to be something that you can plaster up and it can remind you of kind of those like key things that you need to keep trucking forward towards to get to success. So, and the way that you get that, I'm going to make it super easy, except for the person who's driving, you know, please don't do this right now. But, um, 
Pull up your phones, folks. Bring out your phones. And all you have to do is text the word success to 55444. That is success to 55444. And it'll show up in your inbox. And, and that's as easy as that. Awesome. 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 I, I know I'm going to do that. I want to get those six tips, guys, because, hey, I'm I'm coachable. I, I don't have all the answers. And I love oh, having um, people like Michelle here as a friend also to share, um, collaborate. And I, I know we're we're getting close to the end, guys. I always, always want you guys to reach out to my guests. They're inside. Um, you can reach Michelle in her community. Um, again, and I'll, I'll share that. You can also join the Healthy and Wealthy and Wise Facebook community. And before I ask Michelle my last question, I do want to make a couple of reminders. And this is, this is huge, guys. Next week, January 27th, um, from 3 to 7 p.m. Pacific time. And we, we may we may end early. I just wanted to kind of give you a range. I'm going to have not one, not two, but 10 action-packed powerhouse guests coming back. It's my 100th episode. And we're going to even have a, a closing meditation for our 11th guest. I have my spiritual teacher coming in for that. I'm going to quickly share with you guys all of the guests here. Uh, this is going to be our show. So we have Eric Lofholm, who's an international sales trainer. We have Travis Sims, a, a owner of AGC Accelerated Global Connections. If you need to improve um, sales and networking, those are the first two guests you're going to want to hit starting at 315 Pacific. Amy Kaiser, she's a health expert, a, a soulhealingmassage.com, and she's got a lot to say about women's health, but just uh, spiritual healing in general. Jenny Harkle Road, Subconscious Mind, coach and healer. She will help you remove those blocks. Brian Kelly, automation expert. He can help you automate your business so that you can make money while you sleep. Jamie Atkinson, of course, is the founder of PPL is how I met Michelle, the podcast Profit Lab. Did you know that 70% or more of podcasters really don't make money um, and they quit? and it's an expensive hobby, well, don't do that. So come and listen to what Jamie has to share. Teresa Jessen, she's a network marketing coach, does a lot with LinkedIn outreach and is an expert on LinkedIn, can apply to almost any business, not just network marketing. Amy Tyson, she's my Chinese metaphysicist. She's going to help you predict the year of the ox, which starts just in a couple weeks. Robert Meyer, he's an affiliate marketer and a crypto multi-stream income guy. And of course, Marnie C., We'll close it out. She is my mental health expert and goodness gracious, who doesn't need a little mental health support here in this new normal. I'm going to be giving away $10,000 worth of coaching, you guys. On top of that, every single one of my guests, including Bhakti for the meditation, is going to be giving away a free gift as well. So if you want to show up, um, I'll insert the information. Um, I'll email it out. Uh, there are rules that apply to winning the $10,000. There's actually going to be two grand prize winners. So super excited. If you want to show up, show out, I uh, will share all those rules and, and things inside of the healthy and wealthy and wise community, which again, is where you can find Michelle who got to be here for episode 99. So thanks, Michelle, for, yeah. for, for warming up the crowd for next yeah, week. So I'd love to ask you my, my closing question that I ask of all of my guests, when you hear the phrase healthy and wealthy and wise, Michelle, what does that mean for you? You know, it means that I have time and money freedom, you know, and that I feel good while doing it. 
quite frankly. Um, you know, and that I can make the decisions. I control my destiny. I control my, my, you know, my wealth making potential that there's no cap on it, but I do it from a position where I'm not compromising the other things in my life, like my health, because I've done that before. I don't recommend it. Um, you know, and that I can be a lifelong learner and consistently move forward. Awesome. And I know you're really passionate about that. I mean, you guys heard that throughout the show um, about work life integration and balance and harmony, whatever, whatever you call it, guys, we want you to create a life by design and be healthy and wealthy and wise. Well, again, guys, if you saw value in this live or replay show, or if you find this on YouTube later, please share this with someone here in 2021 that could be hurting. Please connect with Michelle inside of our community once again and, and join her Facebook community if you are interested. And until next time, again, next Friday, actually um, I'll share with you, besides the 100th episode, a huge uh, marathon live stream with the, the $10,000 in giveaways next Friday will be episode 101 uh, with Franco Romero. He's actually known as the Closet spiritualist. So we're going to go really spiritual, really deep next week about spiritual awakenings and how you can be and find your best self through that, which can be messy, can be painful. I have been going through that myself. It seems like 2020, a lot of people have found these awakenings and, and have really been asking themselves, why am I here? Right? So we're going to have Franco talk about his, his book and all of the important things that goes with that. So until next time, guys, Stay healthy, wealthy, and here's to your best wisdom. Bye-bye for now. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe, refer a friend, and please drop me a rating or a review. If you do that, I'll reward you with a free 20-minute free coaching session on crafting your journey to your best self. Reach out to me at lois at loiskofi.com to claim your 20-minute slot. Until next time, be healthy, wealthy and wise.